ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so the last time we were discussing the issue of dua and how dua is important for an individual in terms of purifying his own soul, purification of himself in returning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, recognizing his small stature in this whole creation, recognizing his poverty and his need before his creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we're going to mention another method in purifying your soul, another method in rectification of the soul, and that is something which is particularly important in this month of Ramadan, and that is the Qur'an itself. The Qur'an itself, in reading it, understanding it, practicing it, memorizing it, within that is a great means of purifying oneself, a great means of rectifying an individual himself. Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا رَسُولًا مِّنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتُلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ That indeed, Allah has bestowed upon the believers. Allah has sent a blessing upon the believers when He sent a messenger from amongst themselves to them who recites upon them the ayat of Allah and purifies them and teaches them regarding the Qur'an and the Sunnah. فَأَعْظَمُ مَا تَزْكُوا بِهِ النَّفْسِ الْقُرْآنُ الْكَرِيمَ So the greatest thing that will bring you this purity in your soul is the Qur'an itself, الَّذِي هُوَ كِتَابُ التَّزْكِيَةِ That which is the book of this purification in of itself, وَمَنْبَعُهَا and it is the source of it. فَمَنْ أَرَادَ لِنَفْسِهِ التَّزْكِيَةِ فَلْيَطْلُبْهَا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ So the one who wants to rectify and purify himself, then seek that rectification, that purification in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma said, 
ضمن الله لمن اتبع القرآن ألا يضل في الدنيا ولا يشقى في الآخرة ثم تلا فمن اتبع هداي فلا يضل ولا يشقى عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله عنهما said that Allah has guaranteed the one who follows the Quran that he will not become misguided in this world. Allah has guaranteed for the one who follows the Quran that he will not be misguided in this world. وَلَا يَشْقَى فِي الْآخِرَةِ And neither will he be from those in grief and loss in the hereafter. Neither will he be misguided in this world, nor will he be from those in grief and sorrow and loss in the hereafter. And then he recited the ayah when Allah said, فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ So for the one who follows my guidance, فَلَا يَظِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Then he will not become misguided, nor will he be in that grief and sorrow and loss. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى And similarly Allah said in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِظَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ That O oh people, indeed an admonition has come to you from your Lord. An admonition has come to you from your Lord and a cure for that which is in the hearts, in the chests. An admonition and a cure for that which is in the chests, and guidance and mercy for the believers. All of that referring to the Qur'an, that this Qur'an has come from Allah as an admonition for you and as a cure for what is found in the chests of mankind, and as a guidance, and as a mercy to all of the believers. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullahu ta'ala, mentioned, Al-Qur'an huwa shifa'u tam min jami'i al-adwa' al-qalbiyyah. والبدنية وأدواء الدنيا والآخرة ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى the student of شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله تعالى he says the Quran is an absolute cure for all of the ailments whether they are of the heart or of the body, of all of those diseases, illnesses, ailments, of the heart and the body, 
the Quran is a cure for them all. Wa and similarly, it is the cure of all of the ailments of this world and the hereafter. All of those illnesses, diseases, sicknesses you find in your heart, you find in your chests, you find physically in your bodies. Then also on top of that, everything of this worldly life and all of the events of the hereafter, the Qur'an is the cure to bringing the goodness in all of those affairs. Then Allah also mentioned, الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابِ يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَةِ أُولَٰئِكَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ Those whom we have given the book to, they recite it with that proper recitation. They recite it in that proper, accurate and precise method. And what is the accurate and proper and precise method of recitation of the Qur'an, it is تَكُونُ بِقِرَاءَتِهِ وَحِفْظِهِ وَفَهْمِهِ وَتَدَبُّرِهِ وَالْعَمَلْ بِهِ That is, to recite the Qur'an and to memorize the Qur'an and to understand the Qur'an and to ponder over the Qur'an, and to act upon the Qur'an. All of those things, memorize it, yes, read it, yes, understand it, ponder over it, and then act upon it. That is the purpose and that is the way the religion is. Al-ilm wal-amal, knowledge and action. And that is why, some of the Sahaba, that is how they gave the tafsir of this ayah. Those who recite the Qur'an properly, meaning those who read it, ponder over it, think about it, understand it, memorize it, and act upon it. They are the ones who are going through the Qur'an properly. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, رضي الله عنه said كان الرجل منا إذا تعلم عشر آيات لم يجاوزهن حتى يعرف معانيهن والعمل بهن he said that one of us one of the sahaba one from amongst us that we would not go beyond Ten ayat of the Qur'an. Reading the Qur'an, that we wouldn't go beyond ten ayahs at a time. Until we understood the meanings of those ten ayat, and we acted upon what was to be acted upon in them. Understood them and acted upon them, then we'd go beyond those ten ayat. So it is not just a case of blindly reading, not understanding anything. Reading the Qur'an is only one aspect of it. Reading the Qur'an, of course, 
there is reward in it. But that is only one aspect of reading or going through the Qur'an properly. Reading is just one aspect. Understanding it, focusing and thinking about those meanings, memorizing, acting upon it, all of that comes into the an-nasiha bil-Qur'an, to have that sincerity with the Qur'an and the practice and the going through of the Qur'an properly. وَقِرَاءَةُ الْقُرْآنِ دُونَ فَهْمِ مَعَانِيهِ أو الْعَمَلْ بِمَا جَاءَ فِيهِ لَا تُعَدُّ تِلَاوَةً بِحَقِّ Reading the Qur'an without understanding the meanings, nor acting upon it, because if you don't understand the meanings, then you can't ponder over it, you can't think about what Allah is telling you here, you can't act upon it because you don't understand it, then the salaf, or it is mentioned by some of them, that they used to say, that is not the proper reading of the Qur'an. When Allah said in the ayah, they recite the Qur'an in that proper method of going through the Qur'an, then somebody who reads it without understanding anything, he is not within that description that Allah has mentioned. He is not going through the Qur'an properly by just reading it and not understanding. By just reading it and not understanding, there is still reward. But you are not at the high and full level of what you should be as a believer with the Qur'an. And that is why Al-Fudayl ibn Iyar Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentioned, إِنَّمَا نَزَلَ الْقُرْآنُ لِيُعْمَلَ بِهِ فَاتَّخَذَ النَّاسُ قِرَاءَتَهُ عَمَلًا That the Qur'an was revealed for or to be acted upon. The purpose of the revelation of the Qur'an was to be acted upon. And so the people, they took the recitation of the Qur'an as acting upon the Qur'an. Meaning that they are then going to read the Qur'an, understand it and act upon it. وَإِذَا أَكْرَمَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَبْدَهُ بِتِلَاوَةِ الْقُرْآنِ وَتَدَبُّرِهِ وَمُجَاهَدَةِ النَّفْسِ عَلَى الْعَمَلِ بِهِ نَالَ مِنَ التَّزْكِيَةِ أَوْ أَوْفَرَ نَصِيبِ So the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses and makes that person somebody who goes through the Qur'an properly, meaning he reads it, understands it, ponders over it, memorizes it, acts upon it, a person who does that, goes through all of that, he is somebody who will find without a doubt how the rectification occurs within themselves, how the purification of their soul occurs within themselves. Imagine these days, you have all of these people out there on social media everywhere, inspirational talkers they call them inspirational talkers. 
inspirational speakers and they give you these quotes and you read the quotes and everybody, MashaAllah, you're so encouraging the way you talk and MashaAllah, you gave me so much enthusiasm for my religion when I listen to your talks. This is how people speak about certain motivational speakers. And these are only people in creation. These are just humans as we are humans. As they used to say from the third generation onwards, they are men and we are men. That is all. Their speech people are amazed by. So amazing how you talk and you brought me so much comfort to my heart and you gave me so much encouragement and all of these things people put in comments and social media for the talks they've heard. And that is just people they've listened to. If those people listen to the speech of their Lord, the speech of their Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking to them, they understood that properly, pondered over the Qur'an. This is the speech of Allah. The Qur'an is something that Allah spoke. And Jibreel heard that from Allah. Jibreel heard Allah speak the Qur'an. And then he came and taught that exactly to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is the speech of Allah. It is not something created. This is what Allah said. This is what Allah is telling us. So imagine if a person pondered and focused over what his Lord is telling him in the Qur'an. If you did that, then you will certainly see how that rectifies your soul. How that brings about that purity in your soul, brings about that peace and tranquility in of yourself. But all of these people who talk about the difficulties of life, and this is happening and that is happening, and in my family this, in my family that, those people, do they put time aside every day to read some of the ayat of the Qur'an, to read what their Lord is saying to them? To read the speech and the words of Allah, not the words of mankind, the words of Allah, the revelation. How much peace that would bring them, how much tranquility and ease and comfort it would bring them to understand the speech of Allah. And now when you hear the taraweeh, the imam reciting, imagine the difference between somebody who is stood there listening and understanding all of those ayat that are being read. How would that impact upon your prayer compared to somebody who doesn't understand? So even if you don't know Arabic, then strive to learn and strive in these days to practice before you come. Ask the imam now which ayah they got to. So tomorrow you can practice the next 20, 30, 40, 50 ayahs and you can read the meanings of them before you come and familiarize yourself with them. So when you come and you hear them, then you have some familiarity. You'll have some understanding and some recognition. There will be something that rings a bell with you. They'll be familiar because you've been practicing them, reading them. You've been understanding their meanings in advance. So you come to the prayer, you'll benefit ten times as much as coming and just standing and listening, not understanding anything. So the Qur'an is to be focused upon. 
The Qur'an is something to understand and to ponder over and think about and memorize and act upon. It is not for posters on the wall as the people make. The posters that you buy on eBay selling for a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. Portrait with Qul Huwallahu Ahad written in it. Two hundred, three hundred, you're gonna put it on your wall. And nobody's ever really going to look at it. It's a decoration piece. That is not why the Qur'an was revealed. And that is why the scholars have said, it is not permissible or befitting for you to make these posters and pictures and frames of the Qur'an and put them in your house. Qur'an wasn't revealed to be decoration. Qur'an was revealed to be understood and learnt and practiced. So now this month of Ramadan, you have the opportunity... You have the opportunity to strive with that. Even a person who doesn't know how to recite properly, and they struggle. Then remember the narration of the Prophet that the one, man the one who can't read the Qur'an properly and he struggles. He's, um, he struggles to read and he keeps breaking up and it's not flowing, he can't read it properly. Then that person will get double the reward. One for making all that extra effort and burden to try. And the second for actually reading. One reward for actually reading. One reward for going through all that difficulty in striving to actually try and read even with the difficulty and the hardship upon you. So strive in this month with the Qur'an. It is the month of the Qur'an. Learn from now and then you can continue thereafter. After Ramadan, after this year, next year. And perhaps by next year, how much understanding of the Qur'an would you have? And how much more impact would it be for you to be praying and understanding or having some recognition of what is being read? So, we'll conclude upon that. Brief reminder for tonight. And inshallah ta'ala, the reminders will continue every night. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.